Welcome to season three of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs Podcast. I'm Tyler. If you're new to the podcast, we are three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, well, you know what to expect. The three connoisseurs haven't changed, and the producers are always a wild card. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our previous content. And remember to follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, for today's episode. Welcome to the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Tyler. I'm Chris. And I'm Brett. Along with us today is producer Dylan. Hello, hey, Dylan. Dylan. Hey, how's it going over there? <laughs> Good. Well, awesome. You, guys, you both right, got a wave. Right, I, right there in his usual seat. I, did, I didn't get a wave, but you guys yeah. did. Oh, hi, Tyler. <laughs> no, no, no. Dylan didn't, <laughs> no, didn't wave to Tyler. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah. Cold, cold shoulder. Yeah. Uh, so in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Dragon Brewing and Wine Company out of St. Catharines, Ontario. First trip to St. Catharines. Look at that. Yeah. Cool. As always, we're going to be having two beers today. The first is Garnet, which is a pale ale. And the second is a cherry grisette, which is also the style of beer. Very yeah. nice. And to finish up uh, the episode, we're actually going to be talking about pints and partnerships. All right, and we are back. We yep, are. We are. <laughs> Dylan like, still has not waved. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to, you know, mention like a Dudley or something kind of joke. Like, oh, we're on the back of Dudley. I, I don't get that, no. Dudley the dragon? Oh, okay. Wow. Okay, so. <laughs> I know. Puff the magic dragon. That's about it. Wow. <laughs> All right. There you Over go. the big blue sea. <laughs> there you go. Um, located at 100 Grantham Ave Street, um, I believe that's south, uh, Unit yep. 1 in St. Catharines is it's just kind of right off the QEW. Um, Dragon started up back in 2019, so it's still fairly young. Pretty new, yeah. And it was actually a contract space with uh, beers being um, available through grocery stores and restaurants and online sales. So there wasn't anything at that time for the LCBOs. Um, locked up uh, a bricks mortar location in 2020, so kind of a year later, started moving things forward. And that is uh, kind of where they have the tap room now, but that actually opened up in 2021. So this is a very progressive thing. Yep. One year after the next, after the next. Almost like they had a business plan. I was hoping that in 2022, they'd have something written down, you know? <laughs> oh. In 2022, they had the craft beer connoisseurs uh, comment about the brewery. There you go. There you go. All yes. right, Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit uh, more about, about them? Yeah, so the Brewing and Wine Company is owned by Michael Nazareth. Uh, and prior to uh, owning the, the, the brewery and wine company, he, had, he has over 15 years experience in the wine and beer hospitality scene. A couple and he years. Was, yeah, just a little bit. Just a couple of years. Someone say a seasoned veteran. <laughs> yeah. And he had been able to uh, launch a few new startups as well as help with the rebranding of various projects locally and internationally. Nice. Uh, Michael yeah. is not the one that brews the beer, though. Uh, their, okay. their head brewer is Byung-Joo Zhang, who was born in Korea. He is a physics major 
at a university in Germany, and during his time there, he discovered the brewery scene, and he became hooked. That's a good place to discover it, the brewery that's, scene. That's, yeah, you're, you're, there's probably two or three places in the world that are the best, and Germany might be might be the best. I'm about number one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say there's two or three breweries. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, there's, there's, a couple there. there's a couple, just like Michael has a couple years' experience. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so eventually, he moved over here to Canada, and he graduated from the Niagara College Brewmaster Program, which we see many uh, brewers at breweries do. Uh, that was back in 2019, and now he makes all of Dragon's beers. Love. A world traveler. I was just, yes. <laughs> except for, I mean, the shortest trip he made was from Niagara to St. Catharines. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, just enough. along that QEW. Yeah. yeah. So how did the Dragon name come to be? Was it Puff? I don't know. Was it Dudley? Oh, no. no. It wasn't even through like a drinking session with friends or like, you know, homebrewing. The typical ways. Yeah. yeah, the typical ways. Instead, it began with a bedtime story told by Michael to his, at the time, six-month-old son, Dragon. Okay. Yeah. Did, did you get a copy of said bedtime story? I did not, but I have to. I assume it has something to do with like a recipe of an IPA. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to ask you a really yeah. stupid question. Is his... Is the story's name Dragon or his son's name is Dragon? His son's name is Dragon. Oh, okay. That's what I got. Maybe that. it was a story about a dragon to Dragon. To his son, Dragon. A Dragon Inception? A cool Here name. You are too. with the dragon puns. Just keep going on them. What? That's it. Just, but you know what I mean. Oh, God. We need a producer named Dragon. We do. That would be cool. We should have done that last one. Well, I mean, you don't find people <laughs> named Dragon every day. <laughs> I didn't change his idea. It's fine. <laughs> how, how old's Dragon now? If he's six uh, months at the time. I think he's five or six. Ah, too young. Maybe he, I, you just saw him on the Instagram. And when I was going through their Instagram, he yeah. is on there. Uh, I can't exactly give an exact age. No, that's fine. Maybe in the future, Dragon, you can be a producer on the Craft Beer Concert. Mm-hmm. There you go. Season 20. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so the values of Dragon are based on both family and community, along with making a positive impact. And one of the ways that it, that is done is 3% of Dragon's revenue is donated to Food for Kids Niagara. Man, I hope they got the uh, legalities solid on that one because 3% of Dragons, it better be the breweries because if this kid's losing, you know, the RESP right off the hop here, I'm telling you, that would be awful. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, that would not be good. Um, so Dragon, the, the brewery, uh, also has a collaboration with the Niagara River Lions, which is a pro basketball team in the Canadian Elite Basketball League. Um, and they've brewed a beer together called the Hunt Pale Ale. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they're hunting that championship. Yeah. Is, is that the league that uh, the London team is in? No, or? they believe oh. that they're in the NBL. Oh, the National Basketball that, yes. League. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I didn't know we could support two different kind of basketball leagues. Like, that's serious. Like, I, I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah no, no, there's two different ones, yeah. Good. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, actual billion itself. So we talked about bricks and mortars. Um, it is, <laughs> I got to read the right way that this is written out by producer Dave. It's got that fresh, renovated warehouse look. <laughs> it's got that fresh, fresh, you know? Uh, it also brings in some picnic tables on the inside. Um, we're obviously able to sit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the picnic tables. Yeah. And then have a, a pint um, or a flight uh, with or without the dragon. Mm. Or Dylan. <laughs> Without Dylan, too. Yeah, uh, true. So you are also able to order some food items such as paninis. It's like a good panini. I love a panini, but more than a panini, I like what's next. Oh, bruschetta. 
Oh, yeah. So love a good yeah. bruschetta. You want know what they should have? A bruschetta panini. There you go. Oh, maybe, uh, maybe they do. They do. <laughs> oh, maybe they do. We should look that up. All right. Uh, and also some charcuterie boards. Now, I thought it was funny because Dylan, again, when he, he wrote the uh, episode and had this written in there, the way that they spelled charcuterie originally was... <laughs> Like almost phonetically, it was kind of cute. Oh, so, Dylan's so cute. Thank, yeah. Thanks, Dylan. Uh, good job. Yeah. Well, and and that kind of goes. None of us have actually been to the brewery itself, correct? This is no, true. no. I, I've not. Producer yeah. Dylan's Dylan, uh, shaking big his head, head no, shake, but yeah. I, I think now, obviously, um, getting a little bit more out there, St. Catharines is a great spot. There's a lot of yeah. different brews you can go to in that area, and this would definitely be one. And a lot of ones that really out. aren't. Um, you know, masked in terms of seeing them in the LCBOs and stuff. It's more hidden. In yeah, terms which, of St. Is, Catharines, which right? is kind of nice. I think yeah. you can do like a, a hidden gem of the the QEW. Yes, there you absolutely. Go. And start. And, and I think stop. it maybe gets kind of gets gets lost in all the wineries that are within the area, right? right. And that's yeah. patent pending on that. Uh, we're going to use that uh, copyright. Uh, don't take that idea. If there's okay. a QEW, Good. you know, we'll, we'll keep yeah. that for yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Hit that diamond new diamond intersection or whatever that, that <laughs> yes. is. Yeah. yeah, the diamond diversion. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, go. on on tap for Dragon, there are 28 beers uh, with an average rating of 3.72, okay. uh, and there's around 4,000 check-ins. But as we'll kind of to talk about in the first beer uh about half of those are from one single beer so uh, and but one of them is me <laughs> do, do, do. One of those 4,000. Great math. Uh, I actually have two check-ins, though. So two out of the 4,000. <laughs> yeah, two of the 4,000. But one is the beer that we're going to have uh, a little bit later on. And the other one is West. West. The West Coast. West. Okay. Yep. Uh, and I rated that one a four. I'm not going to give my exact rating on Garnet because I haven't had it in a while. So I'm going to have it to nice and fresh and... Maybe give a new rating. We'll see. Well, yeah, and you can mention that when we do the ratings. Yeah, what absolutely. You, what you gave it before. I'll yeah. save it for later. Um, I'm going to keep this uh, next section or section pretty quick here. Uh, myself, producer Dylan, and Chris Dero. Uh, delivery. The <laughs> 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 old goose egg again. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's okay. So they do uh, delivery. Curbside pickup is available along with Ontario-wide shipping based on the size of the order. So um, keep a lookout for that. And again, we always encourage... Uh, sharing is caring. Find some friends and uh, order for some of uh, these hidden gems. Collaborate. Yeah. Friends, Par- collaborate. Partnerships. Well, if you want to, uh, you know, well, in terms of what they have available. So if you want to pick up their beers, they've got uh, Garnet, uh, which is available in select LCBOs and grocery stores. Uh, they've got West. They've got The Hunt. Uh, and they've got the Ugly Pike Brewing which is a Pilsner. Um, now, the Ugly Pike is one of North America's top fishing podcasts. So it mm-hmm. looks like little collaboration yeah. between a podcast. Uh, that sounds like a good yeah, like idea. like a podcast <laughs> that now helps and create a, creates a beer. What a clever idea. Yeah. yeah. Something hmm. that just alliteration kolsch comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. yeah. So, so I will mention they Dragon does do a lot of uh, you know these really small batches. Uh, so that's why they they don't have you know a ton of check ins on a lot of their beers because uh, they're just making small batches and then selling them out and then making a new one. Yes. Uh, so in terms of maybe getting some small batch stuff along with their other core beers, uh, you can go in there Wednesday to Saturday from twelve p.m. to eight p.m. and Sunday from twelve till six. That's right. So, as always, we're going to link to their information on our social media. And should we get on to the first beer? I think so. All right. We're back. I'm back. You I'm also back. Here. Dylan's here. Is he? 
Yep. All right, Dylan. Okay. We're moving along. We're moving along. Calm down. Uh, first and foremost, we have a thank you. We do. The thank you goes out to Lindsay from Dragon for sending us the beers that we're having on today's episode. So thank you very much. Thank you, Lindsay. Now, the first beer that we are having today is, as previously mentioned, Garnet, which is a dry hopped hazy pale ale, 5% ABV, 45 IBUs, and I am parched. So, Brett, Chris, if you can move it along quickly, that'd be great. I'll try. All right. So, Garnet showcases the Azaka and Citra hop without assaulting us. That's very nice of them. Yeah, that is nice. (laughs) (laughs) Perfectly balanced in terms of being refreshing, but also intriguing. The appearance will bring a bright white head with good retention along with a golden straw body that retains a dry hopped haziness. Vermont ale yeast is used to ferment to complement the fruit forwardness as well. Nice. So on the swallow, uh, Garnet will be... (laughs) (laughs) Don't ever do that again. (laughs) It's going to be hop forward with very little bitterness. But the fresh stone fruit, citrus, and slightly spicy mango will be at the forefront. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Within the mouthfeel, there will be a moderate carbonation that creates a refreshing, crisp finish, yet some smoothness and creaminess will occur through the addition of oats and wheats. Um, I feel like this might be the most descriptive beer we've ever had on the podcast. It's definitely up there. It's definitely Mm -hmm. up there. Untapped. Please follow us at Craft Beer Connoisseurs and on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons. I feel like we never give you this part. We, you know, I was, <laughs> was going to say, I think I've never done that. <laughs> so everybody's playing at home all these little uh, tropes to uh, the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. This is another one for you. So Dylan threw a wrench in it. There it is. Uh, Garnet has uh, 2,088 check-ins with an average rating of 3.73 out of 5. And it has 29 5 out of 5s. There you go. So let's... Uh, Transition on to you. Yeah, you know <laughs> what? I feel like we should also have been looking for a producer Gary on this one because uh, that's a, a common name is, you know, Garnet is also Gary. Fun fact. Really? Yeah. Okay. L- look it up. Uh, gra- I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can tell because of the research you do on your episodes. <laughs> All right, let's grab the can and grab the glass and let's open her up. Oh, there you go. Very good. No spillage? Not yet. Oh, okay. Stay tuned. Well, as we pour this, I'll let everyone know that we are drinking this out of a pint glass today. So make sure to use your proper glassware, which may also be one of Dragon's garnet branded glasses so that would be pretty cool actually looks like a pretty cool design yeah. in terms of what's on the can the can is pretty cool yeah do you want to do you want to talk about the can first i was first? just gonna do that if you don't mind i do not okay good um so it looks like i don't actually really don't even know how to des- describe it besides <laughs> do you want to describe the can i do i have no clue what is on the can. <laughs> um so there's a lovely picture of a dragon i'm gonna assume the dragon's name is garnet um very colorful black and white but like a lot of more detail i should say sorry not colorful but detailed yeah there's no color on here yeah i got it thank you <laughs> detailed is the word i was going for i'm sorry it, it, it i'm a little a, parched i just want to get i know this. it right? is a very detailed sketch of a dragoon it is a better drawing than what i can provide let's just go that route there you go uh do you want to read what's on the back sure yeah i think uh, it's kind of what a nice began with a story became an extraordinary vision and has now come to life the dragons are here that's nice. Complex and sophisticated, hazy, 
yet distinguished. And their coat of arms is lovely. I must have made that as well. <clears throat> yeah. Um, all right. Enough of the can. What do we got for the beer, guys? This smells really nice. Uh, it, it looks, you know, hazy. They, they say on the can, hazy yet distinguished. Definitely mm. looks hazy. They did mention a big head. I have a big head, and it, it appears to be. Yes, it does. Like a seven and seven and three quarters? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't with him. I'm telling you. Uh, it does have a nice fluffy head on it. The coloring on it is kind of like the, um, like a honeydew. If you, if you yes. Know, yep. Uh, kind of look on it. I'm trying to use different words because you find, and we learned this too with our Prude Home um, certification, was that there's just so many other different ways than just sticking to like two kind of uh, colors, right? So yes. try to use something different, uh, work in your vocabulary when you're doing it. Um, on the nose, Brett, do you have anything you want to add? Because you've set it down three times. I have, yes, yes. No? I'm smelling the stone oh, fruit. Yep. I'm definitely getting the stone fruit throughout it for yeah. sure. I'm actually quite interested in terms, I, I know I've had this beer, but it's been a while since I've had it, in terms of how the slight spicy mango is going to be. If, if it is. If it's even there, right? Yeah. All right. Well, let, let's, let's taste it. Yeah. Oh, that's is. a great about, idea. How about you and I get into it a little bit, Chris, while <laughs> Brett uh, fills the time. Okay. So, okay. And on the swallow, let's take a look here. Horrible play-by-play. Ah, well. Um, yeah, so. Uh, go me. ahead. Go ahead, Brett. Try yeah. it. Thank so uh, the first sip that I've I've had with it, not too bad. Um, there's a little bit of bitterness to it. Yeah, um, I was thinking the same thing because it says well, it'll be hot forward with little bitterness, but I'd say there's more than a little mm-hmm, bitterness. Yeah. And more than I thought, I, for sure. Um, I am getting some of that stone fruit on the back end as it kind of just settles itself down. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think the smoothness and the creaminess is definitely there. Yeah, it's got a good mouthfeel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it yeah. does. And like the way it, it, it finishes is it's it's not overly fast. So I feel like that kind of like um, takes its time on that that stone fruit, and that's why that's coming through a little bit more. It's, it's just it's not fast finishing, which is which is kind of nice, which also lends itself probably to that creaminess. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and I'm not getting. We mentioned that spicy mango. I'm not necessarily getting spiciness. Like I when I heard that, I was kind of picturing like a mango chutney type flavor. Um, but uh, the, there's not a lot of mango coming through for now, me. Now, are you guys getting the acidity through this? Are you guys feeling it's very acidic? Yeah, I uh, again, I, I'm getting more of the bitterness up front, and I feel yeah. like that's kind mm-hmm. of um, taking away from maybe some of those other flavors coming through. I, I agree because it the bitterness is lingering a little bit. Yeah. And where you might expect the flavor to kind of change into, you know, that stone fruit. Like there is stone fruit flavor, sure. but where you expect that to become more prominent, the bitterness is kind of hanging on. And even in the, like after you swallow it yeah. a little bit. You're also seeing a lot of lacing, at least in my, my glass. Yeah, also, yeah. maybe it's because I'm a little further ahead of you guys. But, uh, eh. I don't know if we can do measurements, but... Uh, yeah, you, yeah, there definitely is. Uh, you, you definitely you're have, getting a lot, yeah. Yeah, you definitely have more leasing than uh, mm-hmm. both Chris and myself. Um, I feel like, again, having this in this kind of glassware is actually kind of going to lend itself to a little bit of a better flavor profile as we go along. Because I feel like the, the beer is going to warm up a bit. And we might see some of that bitterness yeah. kind of subside and some of those other flavors come through. So we'll, uh, we'll kind of, again, we got to keep to the time. Yes, Dylan, we got it. Now, are you definitely getting the flavors of the hops throughout 
would you say? Like the Azeka and the Citra? Yeah, I, I definitely am getting, I think, some of that uh, Azeka off of it. Um, and then, yeah, Citra, not so much. But I feel like, again, that's going to be more on the back end for me. Yeah, I'm not getting as much uh, of the Citra, right? Because that's more citrusy and it's not, not, Just cr- not, not crazy citrusy. Um, speaking of top five flavor profiles, uh, the first one is citrusy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I, I mean personally I wouldn't put that at number yeah, one. Yeah, I wouldn't put that at number one. Dylan's shaking his head no here yeah. too. So he just predominantly shakes his head no. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Number two is hazy. Uh, again, I'll I'll go to Brett. Uh, a characteristic profile. Uh, yes, it is hazy, but uh, again, I I feel like we should be a bit more descriptive about it. Mm-hmm. Um, hoppy number three. That's going to pop up to number one for me personally. Yeah, like I would, instead of hoppy, I would say bitter. Like I think the bitterness is coming from the bittering hops that they used. Um, so that's what I would say probably instead of hoppy. Yeah, I would agree. And I think some of the, that that flavor from that stone fruit or even a citrus kind of aspect will come in on the back end, which could come from that hop flavor profile too, but it's just not here right now. Yeah, agreed. Number four is clean. I I wouldn't necessarily call it clean. No. Yeah. Not me neither. Agreed. <laughs> like I don't. Know, I, we could go into that a little bit more. I just again, I don't think it is. Com- like I don't see it in itself as as a clean beer. Well, I, I think because there's like body to the mouthfeel, that doesn't come off as clean to me. It, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's no, just, no, like, no, no, no. Yeah. And I and I think you're trying to say what I said earlier. And we're just kind of off off the tracks a little bit on it. Is it it kind of almost relates to the finish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is fa- a clean finish. Yes. Ha- yeah. No, no. What I'm saying is, is it doesn't finish as oh. as fast, right? So because okay. of that, is it's not as clean because you right. get that mouthfeel, you get that creaminess, like yeah, like it's in there. You it know hangs I mean? around. Yeah. Because yeah. when I always think of, when I think of a clean profile or flavor profile, pardon me, um, it's like okay. It's got to be a lager, got to be a pilsner, right? Yeah, it's like in Generally, your mouth yeah. and then it's gone. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, and the last one is acidic. I think it's got some acidity to it for sure. It's, yeah, I'd say it's right around number five for me. Again, I had that bitterness. Um, you know, that stone fruit is there for me as well. Yeah. 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 Again, I feel like if the stone fruit was a little bit more predominant and you get more of that citrus, whether it's, um, again, I guess kind of like a grapefruit, then yes, acidic might be a higher flavor profile. I don't think I put it on the top five for me at this okay. point. Um, and again, no. re- that could be replaced with the bitterness isn't on there and, and the yeah. mouthfeel, I mean, again, is not a flavor yep. profile, but still. I think one of the first beers in a while where we don't necessarily, necessarily agree with actually what's on the top five, especially yeah. the amount of check-ins that it has too, right? For sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, speaking. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, keep going. Yeah. You're speaking good. of other people's thoughts, uh, some people have checked this beer in and untapped. Uh, Chris, you have the first review. Yes, I do. The first one comes from Dan G., uh, quality handle here. Uh, know your limits, play within them. I feel as though he works for OLG. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> so uh, on October 2nd, Dan stated, hoppy and smooth, but with an acidic aftertaste. Lovely. And Dan gave it a four out of five. So the one thing I'm just going to mention, going back to the handle, is whenever Untap does sign you out, 
you have to remember to put in your handle. <laughs> that is a heck. That is a heck of a username to get in there. Well, can yeah. you not sign back in with your email though? You could if you sign in with Google or yeah. or, or anything like okay. that. Or but I could use if you your... don't, if you just know your username and you're putting that in, can, can you use? No, you can't use your face ID on you Apple. You can't. You can do no, uh, biometrics. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I remember one time Dylan accidentally signed out of his untapped and he had to ask us what his uh handle was on untapped because he didn't know it and then we gave him like four answers that weren't (laughs) correct and it was awesome (laughs) slight variations of what his real one was like one was like capitalized and the next one exactly uh so we go from a a long one to a short one we got nolan g which is noli rare noli g rare Depends how you want to say it. There you go. There's a couple ways. Um, on September 8th, said, definitely a very hoppy pale ale with a good bite, a good amount of citrus, but mostly a grapefruit uh, rind towards the end, and gave it a 2.25 out of 5. Um, so those are the two there. I thought, I thought the rating was, pardon me, a surprise for the amount of like goodness they gave with the view. Yeah, fair opinion. enough. Now, yeah. I'm going to start ours off because Dylan is saying, guys, look at the time. Yeah. Gosh, we get it. We're just having fun out here. Um, so for my rating, I'm going to give it a three. It's got potential. Um, it is warming up a little bit, and I do feel some of those flavors are coming through. Um, but here we are at this part of the podcast, and I'm at a three. Yeah, and I was really excited for this when I smelt it. It smelled really good. Um, sure. And then... Um, when they said that there was mild bitterness and I was getting a ton of bitterness, it, it really brought it down because it was quite opposite from what they were saying. So I'm going to be a 3.25. My a original reading that I had for this, uh, I think it was early in 2020, uh, was a 3.5. Um, okay, I was yeah. thinking maybe my taste buds would have changed a little bit to get a little higher, but I'm going to stay the exact same at a 3.5. So you're going to be a 3.5. And producer Dylan, uh, you got that one, Brett. What's yes, coming in as the highest of our ratings at a 3.75. Wow. Yeah, and uh, Dylan's doing the math. Chris, what 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 is it, Chris? Yeah, so overall that's giving us a rating of 3.375, which we will round up to 3.5. Very nice. So, with that being said, I guess we should move on to beer number two. Welcome back, and we are having our second beer today. Uh, which we are. Is, yeah, which is called Cherry Grisette. Uh, this beer is a limited edition release from their small batch series. Comes in at 4.5% ABV and no IBUs. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So this is uh, labeled as a mild, easy drinking fruity beer made with locally sourced cherries and having some subtle clove aromas, which is actually okay. kind of interesting. We'll see how that kind of <laughs> yes. plays itself out. Um, this will be kind of a ruby red body with bright white head. Yes. So the Grisette beer style is like a farmhouse ale. It's light and dry, usually low in ABV, mild breadiness, fruited with flavors that will have a hop-driven herbal finish. All right. There you go. Yes. Chris, how many check-ins are there? Well, on on top, there are a whopping two check-ins. What's that? Count them. One, two. On top doesn't... Uh, do the you know overall rating when there's only two check-ins and we're not right. going to do it ourselves because we're going to tell you yeah. what the two ratings are I'm, later. I'm glad Dylan was able to just subside on that. Yeah. Save him some math. There you yeah. go. All right, let's grab your glass. Let's grab your can. And let's open her up. 
All right. Great job on that one there. Okay, Ooh. yeah. So a little bit of a difference in the cans on this one, Brett. I'm pouring. You are pouring. Well, while he's pouring, I'll just tell everyone that we are drinking this uh, grisette out of a tulip glass today. So make sure to use your proper glassware. I'm not long, no longer pouring. Um, so in terms of the can, uh, very simple, basic to the point. Little, uh, maybe a small batch label. Small turn, batch label and a yes. small batch can. Literally, like the label just has like Jerry Grisette with small batch series. There you go. Am I am I lying when I say this is a small can in comparison to the last one, which it, was a big can? Right. The the first beer, the the Garnet, we had out of a 473 milliliter can, and this is a 355 yeah, milliliter can. I'm yes. hoping Brett would have picked up on that, yeah, but unfortunately yeah. did not. Um, so well, that's we, Brett for you. Let's uh, see what we got here. Definitely um, uh, the ruby red that they mentioned. Absolutely. A very nice kind of like maraschino cherry kind of color to it. Maybe a little mm-hmm. darker than that, I should I think say. a little darker, yeah. Yeah. But uh, a very, very nice red hue to it. The head, it said white fluffy head, which I, I found kind of interesting that they would say that because it is a red flavored beer that the presumption would be that some of the way that the light refracts off of it, that the actual visual cue for that head might not be as white and fluffy. It might be a little bit of that reddish hue to it. Yeah, a little bit. You're really bit. breaking this down for us, aren't you? Well, kind of, kind well, of like... A like, little bit yes, of a, a brownish yeah. hue to it, right? Like a yeah. ma- mahogany? A rich mahogany? Will. Yes. I will. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, on the nose, what are you uh, fellas picking up there? Definitely get the uh, the scent of the cherries. A little bit of that clove as well. Yeah. Yes. Getting a lot of the clove myself, which gives it that very kind of like farmy kind of flavor profile. Um Kind of yes. like, I don't know if farmies ever been considered a flavor profile, but I like it. Well, listen, yeah. when we talk about the flavor profiles, you're the first one to say that some of them aren't just smells That's or true. flavors, I should mm-hmm. say. There you go. Right. Well, and, and also, you know, when, when we get these belgian beers, right, like the Grisette or a farmhouse ale, that sort of thing, they're, you know, they're really, the yeast brings out the character in them. <laughs> and so. Hopefully. Y- yeah. And, and so you can really smell a little bit of that. I like to call it funkiness from those type of beers, like from the yeast that they use. And you can, you can sure. smell that a bit. And that's where I think I kind of come in when I say like that farmy kind of. Yeah. Farmy and funky. Yeah. Well, let's, nice. why don't we, why don't we taste this one? Yeah. Let's why do don't that. you take your two lips around that? Oh, gosh. Now, Brett, when I'm saying that you should be drinking or you're going to miss an opportunity and you're going to have to fill space and nope. time. No, nope. I'm just, all right, I'll drink then. Okay. Nope. Hey, yeah, yeah. No. Nope. Nope. Chris, what these, do you got? These two are just going to watch me. Oh. Um, so definitely um, tastes like a, a Belgian beer. Yes. Tastes like a, a grisette, a farmhouse, uh, that sort of thing. One of the characteristics that you often get from those beers is like a, a bubble gum. And I am getting that uh, out of mm-hmm. this beer. Actually, yes. Kind of get like if there was ever like I, I'm assuming like Trident's never made a clove bubble gum before. But like, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. So like, this would kind of be on point with that. Yeah. Um, again, that cherry's coming in at the end. Um, I do have clove up front. I am getting that bubble gumminess. Um, this one, I would say, finishes more clean than obviously the last one. Different mm-hmm. mouthfeel to it. it. It does kind of fire through a little bit faster. It, yeah. The finish is, is a little bit more. Um, I am getting some of that cherry, as, as I say, on the back end. And maybe some of this is uh, us doing a little injustice to it by not pulling this beer out a little bit sooner just to kind of have yeah, it warm yeah. up. 
because I think with cherries, that's kind of how I, I see a, a cherry flavor is I feel like this could be a little bit more pronounced the warmer she gets as well, actually. Yep. Yeah, I am getting, definitely getting cherry, but nothing overpowering, right? Like, it, it's not the dominant flavor, I don't think, that's coming through. Besides sours, I always find it hard for cherry to be the predominant flavor in a beer. See, and right? yeah, yeah, I can see that. It depends how they go with it, though, too, because... Like, I enjoy cherries. I enjoy cherry flavor. I actually have a tub of Bordeaux cherry ice cream in my freezer right now. And I feel like that's kind of where this is going to. Is it's a very, there's like a richness to the cherry. Yeah. And it's it's getting there. It is getting there. But it's not a, a full kind of like, um, it's not assaulting us, if you will, mm. uh, to go back to it, right? But it, it is kind of there. It's a little bit more mild. Um, I like to see it ramped up maybe uh, a couple notches, mm-hmm. but that's just me. I also f- have a good feeling that this beer is very, very heavily carbonated in my opinion. Yeah, I'm getting some decent carbonation out of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Um, you know what? Maybe we should move on to the top five flavor profiles. Um, I'll take this list. Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a short list. Well, there, there that goes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, did I take your joke? No, no, not at all. Um, number one is soft. I feel I'm going to assume this is on the mouthfeel. Yeah, that's an interesting description. I kind of understand what it means, uh, or at least what that person's, you know, kind of trying to get at. Um, not something I would have thought of though. One thing I think that's really interesting if, uh, people were paying attention to it about seven, eight, nine, ten seconds ago, um, all of us, when I mentioned soft, we all did... <laughs> so if you have to rewind it for 15 seconds to hear it, it is kind of interesting. But we all did the same thing as if we were trying to like flavor out soft. Yeah, picture it. Yeah. Um, number two is cherry. Yeah, I yeah. think I think there's definitely cherry flavor, absolutely. What's Nobody going to mention Dylan's comment? Well, no. okay, so Dylan says that he is not getting as much cherry as he would like right. uh, in a cherry grisette. For right? sure. You know what? Producer Dylan gets in as much as he puts out, right? So if he's not going to put a whole lot in here, <laughs> we're not going to give him a whole lot of, yeah. uh, you know? Is there any other flavor profiles that you would add into this? I think clove would probably be one of them. Bubble gum. Bubble, Bubble gum, gum, yeah. Um, Funky? Yeah. I think it's out yeah. there. I think it's, I think it's on there. Funky, like I know on on top because I've selected this before. There is a flavor profile called Belgiany. Yeah, just yep. for fun, I would put that in. Just for oh, fun. you silly goose, you! <laughs> <laughs> just for fun, just a real character you are. Yes, apparently. <laughs> All right, let's go to the uh, thoughts on the untapped uh, users. Brett, you got the first one there with Mr. Buffett. Yes, I got one of the two. I yes. haven't checked in. Uh, this one's from Warren B. W. Bain is his handle, not Warren Buffett. On oh, okay. um, August 19th said, more breweries should take on the Grizz style. Beautiful and soft, 3.75 out of 5. That is, is one thing. that You don't really see a lot of grisettes. No. Like, if you go to the LCBO, what grisettes are you going to see? Yeah. You like, know who does do a lot of grisettes, actually, though, is, um, oh, oh, my God. Uh, the Bellwoods. Chocolate. Oh, mm-hmm. I was going to say the, yeah. like the, the, the company that makes grisette chocolates. <laughs> no, but Bellwoods does do quite a, quite yes, a few farm right. sales yeah. and grisettes. Right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, so I'll grab the next one. Uh, but sorry, I don't think they're in the LCBO. Uh, so the next one comes from Eric H. Uh, Hem Brews is Eric's handle. And on also on August 19th, uh, rated at a 3.5. No comment. Well, thanks so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> well, it's kind of tough. There's two check-ins. I mean, so there yeah, you go. Yeah, uh, basically, you know, we mentioned Untap doesn't do the average, but we'll do it for you right now. Three point five and three seven five. That's a what? Three point six seven five. Yeah. No, three point six two five. There you go. So are you running that up or running it down? Uh, we'll, we'll 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 wait till what what we get our ratings. I think out of those two, you round it up. Just yeah, you yeah, round yeah, that up. Yeah, and, and only in favor of because Warren went ahead and actually put a comment. In. There you go. So just yeah. there, yeah. Uh, all right, Mr. Mathematician, Mr. Uh, Warren Buffett, what do you got for us out of five oh for boy. yourself? All right, so uh, this is definitely like a grisette or a farmhouse. Definitely not one of my favorite styles. Um, so I'm gonna give it a but. You know, again, I agree kind of with Dylan. A little bit more cherry would have been nice. I'm going to give it a uh, three. Okay. Uh, myself, again, farmhouse, uh, farmhouse grisettes. Again, not my cup of tea. Not my style, if you will. This one actually I think is pretty decently done. Uh, I'm going to go, again, right in the middle of the three five. All right. That, totally fair. One thing I do want to notice is if you guys look over on my tulip here, um, the excessive lacing, like this thing's in a dress almost, the amount of lacing oh, yeah. on it. Yeah, I've got a good amount as well. Mine's yeah, naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. All righty then. Um, so for myself, I'm going to kind of, uh, it, it, it's, it's a tough style to kind of rate, but I feel like, yeah, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a 3.5. That's where I'm going to be at it. 3.5. Producer Dylan is going to give it a 3.5 as well. Should so we let Chris do the math on this? Oh, or? good golly. No, Dylan's typing it out, but you can give us what Dylan's typed. Yeah, so so Dylan has said that this is giving us an overall of, uh, I believe this is the same as our, our first beer, 3.375 out of 5. Uh, you know, three of us are at 3.5, so it makes sense that we will round it up to 3.5. It does, doesn't it? Good job. And that concludes the review of Dragon and the beers that are provided for today's episode. Very nice. Thanks, Brett. And coming up, we're going to be having a conversation about pints and partnerships. All right. Now for the theme conversation. So unlike the popular song from Natalie Ambrolia, Torn 1997. Can you sing that for us, please? (laughs) My inspiration has not run dry. No, I will not be singing. Great, <laughs> great video, by the way, though. That means your inspiration is. Oh yeah, it was on Much Music all the time Good. back then. Yeah, there you go. Much Music, what a time. Just <laughs> an absolute <laughs> jam. Um, so inspired by a Dragon and their partnerships with Niagara River Lions, um, I kind of put it out to the group here to discuss the what kind of collaborations they would like to see and what they would have is if they had a brewery. Um, what kind of partnerships would they actually like to see for our podcast? Because we now have a platform. We have listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and again, we're just interested to see what everybody else has. So, yeah. Nice. So, yeah, well, that's <laughs> so I see that uh, producer Dylan just completely wrote in front of everything I had. <laughs> he finally uh, so, did something. Good God. <laughs> so um, I guess I will not read theirs first. I'll, read I'll do it. No, I'm going to read mine first. Yeah, okay. yeah. You know what? No, no you, Tyler. You're number one. You're number one. You do your first. You do you first. <laughs> you English is a very hard language for me. So um, if I own a brewery, um, I guess kind of like the similar kind of idea, right? I would work with an inter-county ball club, kind of create a beer that embraces their brand and their fan base. Um, and we kind of actually have seen this before with some different breweries. And I love the idea, whether it's 
um, the basketball team or another intercounty baseball team like the London Majors. Yeah. It, it's been done. I believe. Back to back. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I, I would love to do something like that. Um, and then I will let you go and talk about producer Dylan's one of, one of theirs, and then you guys can say something, and then we'll kind of circle back. Yes. So uh, piggybacking off producer Tristan. Didn't realize Tristan and Dylan did piggybacks, but whatever. Um, <laughs> they're, they're best friends, I guess. Apparently. They're like two peas in a pod. Um, so two we're the peas p- in a podcast, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> there you well, go. I bet that's got to be a name of a podcast somewhere, right? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> we're anyway. short time. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be, um, you know, in terms of having the brewery being part of a baseball stadium, his biggest par- partnership would be with the team playing at the stadium. So this is similar to Bench, a brewing partnership with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, where it has a specific label. Um, or like Collingwood Brewing their, in terms of their partnership with the Barry Baycats. Um, mm-hmm. So if he was a small business owner in the craft beer industry, he would listen to all offers and see what makes sense. Look at him go. Well, He'd just that, be sitting there all day taking offers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully it's a patio. He'll just sit up front and save himself. <laughs> so whether that be pairing with a local dessert, ice cream, bakery for a pastry stout, candy store, a local fruit company for free and sours, and other, maybe just other small business and advertising outlets like podcasts, radio stations, to see how both parties could benefit and enjoy the process. Very good. Now, and some charities too. Yeah, but we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah just he's up there, sharpshooter. Uh, Chris, yeah. what, do you, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, if I owned a brewery, a couple things kind of come to mind. So we talk about all the time, and we've talked about it with Dragon as well, is like kind of finding out what your, you know, I guess your local, you know, charity or local organization that you'd like to give back to, because all the, all these breweries are very close in their community. And so they want to give back to their community. So I would pick something that I would like to, you know, partner with within the community to kind of give back. Also, remember, like, were you, did you guys ever play like soccer when you were kids and you had only like, when I was an adult? Oh, division <laughs> A. No, I, <laughs> I never played. I never played soccer. All right, so it, like on the soccer jerseys, they would always have like a business advertising them. Timbits? Yeah, like, well, no, that's, isn't that hockey? They also do it for soccer. Yeah, they oh, okay. Yeah. I, well, I, I would like, I, I don't know if this is allowed, but if I, I would have a my brewery name on uh, like one of the soccer teams. I believe it's allowed. <laughs> I believe it would be allowed. I think uh, minor sports organizations are taking any sponsors they can get. So if you're a brewery and, and you're going to sponsor some shirts, I think they're okay with it. Hockey Canada is looking for somebody. <laughs> That's awful. It's awful. Uh, uh, Brett, what do you got before I continue? For myself, you know, a lot of not-for-profits, right? Uh, I may be a big supporter of not-for-profits. Heck, I work for one. Um, so that would be definitely a, a great idea in terms of just trying to na- think of the name of the beer and coordinate it with the partnership of the not-for-profit. Uh, any sports teams as well. Maybe like a fast-pitch softball team that could use some money. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So moving on from that, I think one of the extra ideas, um, going back to the charities and then we'll swing back to partnerships for the podcast. Um, I'd like to kind of like do a charity like the Sunshine Dreams for Kids to provide a portion of the sales to go to them. Um, Again, this actually is kind of close to home. So my brother had cancer when he was younger and uh, got a dream from Sunshine Dreams for Kids. So again, if I had the opportunity to have a brewery own a brewery, um, I'd be very fortunate kind of to live out one of my dreams. So why wouldn't I make that um, opportunity, you know, for, for a child who's going through something very difficult in their life and uh, and provide them with an opportunity to live out one of their dreams. So that'd be one of the charities I would work with closely. Um, nice. Yeah. 
Getting off that before we get a little bit too sappy is the partnerships for the podcast. So we've kind of talked about some of the products that we've actually used on the podcast already. And we think those would be good partnerships because uh, I'll speak for the group on this one that we want to partner with products that we use and that we would enjoy and support. And I think that we wouldn't really want to kind of go outside and just willy nilly pick anything, but things that we enjoy. Um, I would also like to partner with a meat company personally because <laughs> um, obviously there's natural perks to some nice quality cut meat. Um, oh, definitely. But not only that, but I, I think we would like to maybe use those for some really interesting producer specials about pairing some meats and some foods with, with some of the beers that we have. And I think that can kind of really expand some of the content. Imagine if we had a food pairing for every beer that we did on the podcast. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh. We would never, ever be hungry again. No. no. Uh, just to touch on that. Uh, did anybody see Counterpoint's new release? That's with a, a baking company with a bacon ale. I did not see that. Oh. Counterpoint, top rated brewery. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right, Chris? Everlasting love. There you go. So <laughs> what, do, you, do you guys have anything with respect to partnerships for the podcast before we wrap this up? Because so, we're getting the old hand on the clock thing from the old producer. Well, one thing I'm thinking of is, you know, my love for, for glassware, right? So, like, if... I have some Spigolo glasses um, that they kind of came up with the design with a couple of breweries. Like it would be cool to help design um, glasses. That's a super cool idea. Yeah, that is cool, right? That is a really cool. Uh, idea. And, and and I don't know what what type of glass it would be, but just design something and and yeah, that would be super cool to like say a, like a four set. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. whatever, or or just like you know if we said. You know, I don't, I don't know that the the pale ale is getting the proper glass. Like, like let's design a proper glass for the pale ale and kind of do something like that. So I think if I can just add on to this, yeah, I'm going to jump onto your dream a bit here, is that if we could do something with that, and um, we all have different kind of styles that we like. So right. we each kind of picked a style, and then we put it out to the um, chat group for the producers right. to collectively come up with one style for themselves to come up with. That'd yeah. be a pretty cool mm-hmm. idea. There you go. And there's your four piece. There you go. Brett, anything to add there? Uh, myself was going to be like a local clothing company as well. Like FUBU? Get, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get their logo, get our logo, make a bunch of shirts. Yeah, good idea. Right? Yeah. Spin around when we go to like brewery events and things like that and we can sell our own merch. Hey, good yeah. idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, the first um, one I've ever had for the podcast. Hey, You're welcome, folks. There it is. Season three, episode uh, Yeah, jot five. that one down. Yep. Not yeah. bad. Um, and obviously something that we've all talked about. And again, I, I'll speak on behalf of the group here because usually I take uh, you know, some liabilities on You take that, at so. least 33, not 30% credit of the online <laughs> voices. Yes. There you go. Uh, collaborations with breweries, right? So we've learned, we've done this. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, that's coming shortly. Yeah. Um, we learn, we gain some really good friendships through these uh, collaborations and some really nice opportunities for us to learn, for them to learn. Um, the craft beer community has been amazing to us. You guys, the listeners have been amazing to us to put us in a position where we can have these unique opportunities um, and create some unique beers uh, that normally might not come out there because We've got Brett on the podcast, and he comes up with some really crazy ideas, and one good one, um, episode uh, five, season three. (laughs) All right, let's wrap it up, put a little bow on it, and uh, we'll be right back with our farewell. All right, that's all for today's episode, but before we go, we should actually let you guys kind of know about an opportunity to come see us. 
Yeah. Yeah, we've been doing that more. Yeah. We've been getting out and about. Yeah. Out, out and about. Uh, so if you've been paying attention to our socials, you probably already know this. But if you haven't, then you're going to know it. We're actually going to Ottawa October 22nd. Just a little bit outside of Ottawa. Yeah. Well, and more specifically to Oktoberfest 2022 at uh, Broken Stick in Hammond Hills. So this event is uh, an Oktoberfest that's extended past the traditional Oktoberfest timeline. Still so, October, though. So, so let's call it Oktoberfest 2.0, which is bigger and better and greater because we're going to be there. And, and it's Brett, true. Why don't you give us a little bit of information on Well, there's going to the be some uh, live music, a little special menu, uh, activities for the whole family. Uh, I feel as though keg toss and stein holding are family activities. Uh, you could win some prizes. And also, a live podcast with the craft beer connoisseurs. I know those guys. I, I also do, too. <laughs> there you go. So just uh, a little bit of information. We thought we'd toss it in at the end of this episode because we know that's coming up pretty so come quick. come out and see us. We'd, yeah, yeah we'd love to see you. We'll uh, do a little meet and greet. We'll uh, do some podcasting while we're there. And uh, again, just really happy to see everybody come out. Tickets still available. Uh, so thank you again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as the Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. Make sure to tell your friends, family, and your favorite not-for-profit organization. There you go. So from all of us and producer Dylan, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs.